Good morning. If you would, open your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Second Corinthians chapter 9, and we'll be looking at verse 6 today. And we reap what we sow. When you look at the concept of sowing and reaping, we find that concept throughout the Bible. We also see it outside of the Bible. If you think about it, a farmer will plant a field, he will sow seeds, and then he will reap the harvest. A tree that is planted from a seed will grow, and then the person who planted the the tree will reap the fruit of the tree. Other actions also show the concept of sowing and reaping. For instance, if you are driving down the interstate and you start speeding and then you're pulled over, that is also sowing and reaping. You have sown breaking the law and you reap a ticket. So our actions show sowing and reaping as well as when we look in the Bible we see that concept as well. Uh, For instance, Adam and Eve, they sowed sin and they reaped God's punishment. It's all throughout the Bible. So when we look at sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping is a natural part of life. And today, that's what we're going to look at, different instances of sowing and reaping. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. It's written, This yet remember, that he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he that soweth liberally shall reap also liberally. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. And Lord, just be with us today as we worship. Be with those that could not make it today, Lord. Be with those that are sick and shut in. Those that could not make it today, Lord, we just lift them up to you and just ask your blessings upon each one. Be with those that have lost loved ones as well, Lord, and just comfort them during their time of loss. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today as we worship. Just illuminate your word and help us just to take what we learn today and apply it into our daily walk. And Lord, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, I just pray that you would speak to their hearts today. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, in this verse, as well as the chapter... Paul is talking about giving. What had happened was he had asked different churches to help support the church at Jerusalem. Because during this time, the church at Jerusalem was undergoing a period of persecution. 
not only were they being persecuted by the Jews, they were also being persecuted by the Romans. So Paul had asked for an offering to help support the church at Jerusalem. And different churches in Macedonia had already pledged support and had already given. The church at Corinth had also pledged support, but they had not given. Yet, so Paul is part of this letter. He is writing to them to remind them that they had promised this offering to the church and they had yet to give it. So what we see here is, as Paul is telling them, if you give sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. If you give liberally, you're going to reap liberally. And he's talking about blessings here. But he also mentions that God loves a cheerful giver. So he is telling them to give and give out of love, give willingly and give cheerfully when they give. And he says, if you give in this way, if you give liberally, you're going to reap reward, a liberal reward for doing that. Now, if you think about what the reward would be, the reward would be the blessing of helping others, showing love, reaping love in return, reaping blessing in return. And he says that when we give, we are to give in this way. But if you give begrudgingly, if you give sparingly, you're going to reap the same. You're not going to see that blessing. So this seems to imply that when we give, we are to give openly. We're to give happily lovingly, giving from the heart to support God's mission on earth. And again, it's tied to blessings. It's tied to reward. One who gives liberally is blessed, rewarded for this. One who sows sparingly is going to be blessed sparingly the same way. It goes back to what we see in the Bible, the concept of sowing and reaping all throughout the scripture. We reap what we sow. Thus, we are to give lovingly and openly. And as Paul writes in verse 7, again, we are to give cheerfully. Cheerfully, giving from the heart because God loves a cheerful giver when we help to support his kingdom. So when we sow, what we are to sow is love. We're to sow joyfully. And these verses, again, sowing and reaping, deal with giving. But let's look outside the box a little bit. Sowing and reaping can also be seen in friendships that we have, the love that we show to others. Imagine how you treat other people. If you are sowing hatred to someone, what will you reap in return? 
hatred. What we sow in treatment, we reap in how we are treated. Remember what Christ tells us? We are to love our neighbor, what? As we love ourselves. If we treat our neighbor wrong, what will we reap in return? Do we show respect to others? If we are sowing respect, we will reap respect in return. How do you treat the people around you? Do you show love? You know, think about what you are sowing with other people. What are we to sow? And we'll talk some more about this in a minute. But we are to sow the love of Christ. Now, if we are sowing the love of Christ, what will we reap in return? What blessing can we get from that? If we are sowing the love of Christ, we might lead these people to Christ. And what will we reap in return? One, we will reap reward for doing as Christ commanded, but we will also reap the blessing in seeing someone come to know Christ. If we're not sowing the love of Christ, will we see that blessing? Absolutely not. Not with our own life. We might see it someone else sowing the love of Christ and leading someone to Christ and we can see that blessing take place but we would not get the blessing ourselves. Sowing and reaping can be seen in many different areas. The love and friendship that we show to someone else but also we can also see it in our speech. Sowing when you speak. Are you speaking crudely? Are you speaking words that ought not to be spoke? Are you vulgar in your speech? If you're doing these things, what would you reap in return? Well, you're going to reap the same thing. Because if you're speaking that way, generally you're hanging around other people that speak that way. Now I want you to think about something. If you are not speaking that way, and other people are, what should you do? First, not hang around those people. But secondly, you can also tell them to watch their language. And they should show you the respect in doing that. We reap what we sow. If we are living a Christ-like life, if we are sowing a Christ-like life, we are going to reap the same. But we also have to face another possibility as well. If we are sowing a Christ-like life, we might reap persecution. 
And then we thank God that we're persecuted for Christ. But we reap what we sow in our speech. Vulgar speech will normally reap vulgar speech. We reap what we sow in our relationship with others. We reap what we sow in our speech with others. And if we are respectful in our actions and in our speech, we should be sowing or reaping the same thing. But what happens if we sow discord when we're around other people? What happens if we sow discord in the church? Discord where we work. Discord in our family. We're going to reap the same. If we sow hatred, we're going to reap hatred. But what are Christians to sow? Again, we're to sow love. We're to sow the love of Christ with others. And we are to reap love. Sowing love to others, we should be reaping love from others. Sowing love will also reap sound friendships. When we sow the love of Christ... Again, we should be able to reap the blessings of leading someone to Christ. When we look at sowing and reaping, you know, sowing and reaping can be seen in giving, it can be seen in relationships, it can be seen in speech, it can also be seen in behavior. Turn over to Galatians real quick. Look at Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. Look at what Paul writes. Here he's also talking about sowing and reaping, but generally in these verses he's talking about behavior. If If you would look at the preceding verses, he's talking about behavior here. And what he says is, be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Look at your behavior. And then look at behavior in society. When we look at society as a whole, people are deceived. Think about that. People are deceived in today's society because people do not realize that their actions will reap a harvest. Christians should realize that. Again, like I said earlier, You see the concept of sowing and reaping all throughout the Bible. Christians should realize that our actions 
will reap a harvest from God. But people do not realize that their actions are going to reap a harvest because they're deceived. Satan has deceived them. He's blinded their eyes. And generally, the harvest they reap from God will not be good. Because think about something. If someone sows in the flesh, what are they going to reap? What are they going to reap? Sowing in the flesh means that they're sowing sin. So what happens when someone sows in the flesh? Look at Cain. If you go all the way back to Genesis, and you don't have to turn there, but if you go all the way back to Genesis, and you look at Cain. Cain was sowing in the flesh. The first thing that Cain did is he gave an inappropriate offering to God. He sowed in the flesh, and what did he reap in return? He reaped chastisement from God. But then what did he do? He killed his brother out of jealousy. And what did he reap in return? He reaped God's punishment. Adam and Eve, like I mentioned a little while ago, they sowed in the flesh, and what did they reap? A curse. A curse on all of humanity. A curse on the planet. A curse on the entire universe. You know, name the person in the scripture. Abraham. He lied. When he was in Egypt, he sowed a lie. What did he reap in return? Chastisement from Pharaoh. David killed Uriah the Hittite. What did he reap in return? A civil war in Israel. A destroyed family. Punishment from God. If you sow in the flesh, you reap punishment from God. The deception of today is that sowing in the flesh reaps gratification. Think about all the sowing that we see in today's society. All the sin that we see in today's society. People sow sin, whether it's murder, lying, adultery, whatever the sin is. They sow in it, and they believe that they're going to be gratified in doing that. 
But what does the scripture say? Oh, they might have gratification and sin for a season, but the day is coming when they're going to reap the harvest of their sin. And what does God say? They're going to reap a whirlwind. A whirlwind of his punishment. That will be the harvest. Our actions have consequences. When you look at all of the sowing that we have talked about, those are our actions. Any action is sowing something. And our actions have consequences. Sowing evil does not reap reward. Sowing evil reaps punishment from God. But what happens when we sow love? We reap love. When we sow the word of Christ, we reap blessing and seeing someone hopefully come to Christ. Our actions have consequences. But sowing evil does not reap reward regardless of what society would tell you. It reaps punishment. And it's a fact. We reap what we sow. We reap what we sow. You know, there's also something else. You know, sometimes you reap more than you sow. What's a perfect example of that? Reaping more than you sow. Imagine planting an apple tree. One seed. You sow one seed and what do you what do you reap? Eventually you're going to reap a tree full of apples. You reap more than you've sown. But the same is true in life. Sometimes we reap more than we sow. Actions of love, for instance. A good example of that is Paul. If you look in the book of Acts, when Paul and Silas were thrown into the jail in Philippi, what happened? They had been beaten, they're shackled, they're thrown into the... <coughs> the darkest part of the jail, and they're sitting there singing. And then God sends an earthquake. All the shackles fall off, all the doors open up. The jailer is going to kill himself because he thinks that the people escaped. 
And then Paul calls out and says, don't harm yourself, we're still here. And the jailer comes in there. And he says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And what does Paul say? He says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. And your house. So Paul and Silas lead one person to Christ. And then that man takes Paul and Silas to his home. And Paul and Silas end up leading his entire family to Christ. That is reaping more than they originally had sown. You see, when we show love to one person, the love of Christ to one person, we might reap more than we have sown. We might have the opportunity of leading an entire family to Christ. Or, leading that one person to Christ, that person might lead their entire family to Christ, reaping more than we've sown. Sometimes we reap more than we've sown when we sow love. But, you know, the same is true with evil acts and sin, isn't it? If we reap evil... and we show evil to one person, we might harm an entire family. We might harm our family. Our actions have consequences. And sometimes, we reap more than we've sown. In all things. We may reap more than the sown in sin, because sin can affect many people. The same as love. Love can affect many people. And as Christians, we are to sow the love of God. Sowing and reaping can be seen throughout the Bible. We are to give in love. We are to show love in our speech. We are to show love to other people. We are to share the love of Christ. We are to sow the love of Christ. Keeping Christ in our heart at all times. And in our minds at all times. Because when we sow love, we reap love. Because we sow and we reap every day. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, I just thank you for your word. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us during this time of invitation. Again, Lord, if there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.